Welcome to Chronicles, a podcast about real people with real stories, having real conversations on health. I'm Michaela, an Austinite living in Global Geneva, working on health, and I'm the daughter of a stargazer and a reader at all times. Hi, everyone. This is Chantelle. I'm from sunny Durban in South Africa. I'm a mental health advocate, a pragmatic philosopher, and a bird. I love to fly. My name is Grace Katera. I am from Kigali, Rwanda. And I'm a lived experience mental health advocate, as well as a lover of nature. Hi guys, my name is Joab Wako, born and raised in Nairobi, Kenya. I'm an industrial engineer and a person living with a kidney transplant. Hi, I'm Maya Olson. I'm a global health advocate based in Boston in the U.S. Um, I'm a cancer survivor living with a chronic immune disorder. And I'm stubborn about living a life and doing things I love, soccer and hiking, and even though I'm sick. What brings you to the podcast this afternoon? So I would um, just wanted to say that it was a privilege to meet amazing young minds at in Geneva, um, which was in, in May. Isn't that like, it feels like a year ago already. So much has happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it does. Even though it's been two and a half months, is that right? Barely. I know. Wow. <laughs> I will say Geneva was, for me, I had met, I think, many of you before we all sat down. Um, Michaela, we had met in Geneva was it a whole year and a half before that for another patient advocacy forum? Mm-hmm. I had been um, working with Grace, who wasn't able to be in Geneva with us, but who was quickly in the mix. It, it was really fun to have kind of a group of people that I've had individual conversations about or I'd heard their stories through, through kind of speaking at various patient advocacy events, but all to kind of fall naturally into that conversation and, and really kind of tell our own stories, our own illness experiences, or the experiences of our family, mm-hmm. and have it just naturally all spill out. It was a really memorable, memorable morning. For me, it highlighted, and, and you know, we, we refer to, to May in Geneva, and as background, this was the this, what, 72nd World Health Assembly. Um, yeah. And it's yes. supposed to bring... It's supposed to bring global health advocates and patient advocates and decision makers together. And I don't know how many of these events that you've done before, but I was feeling this fatigue because it seemed that you always go to these events and every year the same things are being discussed. And um, the, the loudest thing I heard this year was the need to engage youth and the need to engage people living with these diseases that we're discussing. And the realest conversation that I had at that event was ours at the lunch table. And that's kind of, for me, what was the, the, the seed that uh, really encouraged and inspired the idea of, of letting this grow into the podcast that we're trying to make it become. Yeah, and, and can I say something on that? Because for, for me on my end, it was my first time going to the WHA as a patient advocate and Maybe things aren't changing as fast as you envision, but I think by involving 
different patients and different actors in the space of global health, especially in trying to achieve UHC, I believe that it's, it's something that's important to do is to talk about these conditions. And people like us who, who have our own conditions and have our own challenges with chronic illnesses, I think it's so important to talk about it and to open up to others who've gone through it because they're like buying they're like little things within our conversations that can give us an idea or, you know, when I say something, maybe you'll get something from it and you can apply it differently from how I applied it. But when I sat on that infamous round table in Geneva and met you guys, I realized that the different players in global health, because, you know, we all have like a different role and we all have to come together to make it work. So it was really cool meeting all of you, you know, because it was my first time there. And I'm, I'm really honored. I'm really happy that we are doing this, guys, because this is huge. You know, it's, it's quite something for people in different time zones, different countries, and different conditions to come and talk about their experience and what they, they've lived through. You know, and I'm hoping that we'll encourage more people to open up and to talk about their conditions and to engage meaningfully, meaningfully with the governments or, you know, with people who can actually bring change, like decision makers or policy makers, for example. So that's what I would say this whole round table and chronicles is about, is just inspiring people and telling them, hey, your story is important and you should feel confident telling your story on any platform. And that's that's what I would say in regards to Geneva and meeting you guys and and this whole podcast, it's, it's really an eye-opener for me, and I'm happy to be on the team. Yay! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super grateful as well to be brought in, even though I came in last, you know, last is always the best, like I always say. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm... It, I came... I, I went quickly from being the only person with the kind of mental health challenges that I was going through in my community into and then I found like this vibrant community of living with illness but um, being positive about it and talking about it and advocating for better health services and I feel so much of a part of a community. I feel so humble to be able to be working on this podcast with uh, my friends. Gosh. I, before Geneva, um, so let's start, I, it was also my first time in Geneva and my first time at the WHA, and before Geneva, I've known Gracie Grace, because um, we were part of the Lancet Commission on Global Mental Health, um, so she was, she was already very dear to me, and I happened to meet Job, uh, like a little while earlier, like in February. So um, we already um, met each other, but it was really the first time that I really had a proper in-depth discussion with any of you around that table randomly, which was absolutely amazing. Um, I also realized that even though we each of us have different struggles and we deal with different lived experience, that we all have similar needs and we all have similar struggles. 
And that is what was really unique for me is that we we live in different cities or con- contexts or towns and we have different backgrounds, but we still have, there's still a golden thread that kind of runs through um, who we are and what we are trying to do and, you know. So to be honest, this feels like an online support group, which I'm grateful for. <laughs> so... I am gonna. I am really grateful for having an, a worldwide online support group community where we can chat about our health and things about our health and what is good and what is bad and how people see it and how people don't see it. Um, so I'm excited to be part of this family. Thank you. I want to add a soundbite that any reference to WHA is World Health Assembly because that's super uh, global health talk. There was an event I was at where you had um, little yellow rubber duckies and you were supposed to squeak them if someone uses an acronym that maybe not everyone would understand. So oh, awesome. This is a rubber ducky moment for me. Um, but we've, okay. we've also, in, in terms of also making an assumption for, for, for listeners... All of you out there, um, we talk about this conversation that we had at lunch and what we talked about and how real it felt and how that incited in us a real interest to continue engaging and to continue discussing. Uh, what were some of the things that we talked about two and a half months ago? I remember kind of really getting into for a group of us who are all around the same age, um, in our late 20s, early 30s, dealing with either ourselves or with close family members, kind of severe chronic illness or experiences around mental health. I remember a lot of what we talked about was the way, um, the, the things that people who might not be sick or might not have close experience um, don't always understand or some of the frustrations or just funny moments that happen. Um, There's things that are sort of assumed about you when you look young and healthy and and might not be your day-to-day life. Um, And I remember the first conversation I had with Joab in Sharjah for another meeting. We kind of immediately got into some of that stuff. and, And when we were in Geneva, Um, We talk about kind of conceptually in these advocacy meetings, your policy, policy moments, the the sort of needs that people um, kind of what, what health means or what universal health coverage, the, the idea that people get access to care no matter where they live. We talk about that really conceptually, but to all be sitting there talking about just our daily lives and, um, kind of things that we get frustrated with in terms of managing work or school or a social life or um, just that the kind of mental health pieces to to living with chronic illness, the struggle with managing medication or, or trying to navigate um, kind of those day-to-day things is sometimes lost in these bigger conversations. And so what I've really appreciated from this 
online support group, which I love that term, Chantal. Um, <laughs> Maybe that should be our, like, the end of our tagline. <laughs> yeah, that's our like second tagline of, uh, no, but just uh, the, the day-to-day thing that you don't necessarily talk about with people because you don't want to, to overburden of kind of those, those daily challenges. I, I remember talking about some of my challenges around navigating the U.S. health insurance system and um, trying to figure out how to fit in medication to a trip or you know, those day-to-day things that are always a part of our lives and other people don't necessarily have to think about. Absolutely, mine. I think um, what's, what stood out for me in particular was um, there were two things. The one was when you mentioned how you know, some of your friends, maybe not maliciously, but they they assumed some aspects of your abilities um, and, you know, the way that you, like, convene yourself in social situations, um, which I found was really impactful and important when it comes to perceptions about people living with a certain disorder or disease or illness, Um which I thought was really interesting and kind of like exploring that element of what people's perceptions are. And then, Michaela, when you shared your story about your dad and, um, you know, you, and like to this day, I remember how you really magically spoke about him. And for me, that was such a, um, it was such a heartwarming conversation for me because of, my own experiences with with my uncle being institutionalized and the way that I realized that you can actually change a narrative if you, in the way that you talk about someone. Um, And I really loved that, you know, like how you shared your story with your dad having bipolar disorder and also being HIV positive. And that was something that's really striking and obviously something very noteworthy. And I thought that was really amazing of you to share that, but also realizing that changing that narrative is the way of addressing stigma um, and sharing that narrative will certainly help others address that stigma too. The conversation opened up so naturally because we had a lot of topics that intertwined and when one of us talked, it was like it resonated with multiple or all of us at that table and we were able to kind of chip in and say what we felt or what we had experienced personally living with a chronic illness and just if I would even echo what Maya said it's that outside or the when someone sees that you have a chronic illness for example you know and putting myself in those shoes or having chronic kidney disease and them saying the most irritating things or assuming that they know what it feels like. So a lot of times we would, when I tell my story, people kind of try to relate. And the way they're relating, sometimes we don't have to relate with our story. Sometimes we can just empathize. But a lot of times people try and really just walk at it and tell you, hey, I've gone through this and that. But what they've gone through doesn't really compare to what you're going through. So I, I think we've learned how to I would say on my end, like downplay what I'm going through so that 
I don't offend people because a lot of times when you, if you go back to them and tell them, hey, that didn't really help me, I think it would make them feel worse and also you. So just relating and, and being there to empathize was, was a big one due, during the Geneva, like when we were in, in Geneva and around the table, it felt like people are feeling, you know, it's just an empathetic kind of thing. And it helps so much more when someone can tell their part of the story rather than trying to force if I could use and, and give you something that really doesn't help you in any way. So I, I really liked that we were able to kind of build on each other's stories and come up with something that encouraged us all and made us feel like, okay, I'm not alone in this journey of mine because it, despite us having different chronic illnesses, there are similarities and there are certain um, attitudes or mental mental health issues that we all face that we were able to resonate and to to pick up during the, the Geneva table. Like, that's what I would say. So I'm hoping that this podcast would help people kind of resonate and also feel like they're not alone, you know, in this in any journey that they're walking, whether it's a chronic illness or physical or mental or whatever other chronic illnesses that are out there because we're 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 really yeah, we're really like ordinary people with extraordinary conditions. That's what I, I really I what I believe. Oh, I like that. I like ordinary people with extraordinary conditions. Yeah, <laughs> and I relate so much to you saying that you have friends who are who who just say, mm, "I've been through this." Um, when their conditions don't even the closely <laughs> reach what you're going through. And um, it's, it's, yeah, it's incredible because Randa went through this um, 1994 genocide against the Tutsi. And so I, I feel like a lot of people here are going through like um, some sort of mental health, uh, you know, condition. But it's incredible because um, when you talk to people, they say, hey, just smile. That's how I get over my problems. Or, hey, you're very privileged to have a mental health condition. Um, uh, or I've been there. I felt sad, but this is how I went through it. And so you should too. And, you know, you, you want to tell them, listen, I'm, I appreciate that you've gone through this condition. But, you know, it's not the same. And I would be fine with you just not, like, empathize, like, not, relating your condition to mine and I realize that sometimes saying that to people they'll think that you're being arrogant or being like you know Mutande for something so for me finding this community uh Chantel and the others has been a lifesaver it's people who've been through the exact same thing or something similar who are not going to downplay what you're feeling or say you're privileged or say this or that but who are going to understand and finding a larger community of people living with various conditions, but as serious as the other, it's, even though I was not at the Geneva table, um, I, I'm fully, like, I feel like a part of something new, a part of something revolutionary. I believe that we have a voice. I believe that sharing our stories, our extraordinary stories is going to change a lot of things for a lot of people. Yeah. I, I would even argue, or not argue, but but 
I think what's what we're doing is incredible, but the these extraordinary stories that are ours and are therefore absolutely uh, unique and extraordinary and bold and worth telling in today's health climate they're they're no longer that extraordinary and yet no one's talking about it and I think that's another reason why it's it's really important to discuss it that there are so many people who are struggling with with their mental health and so many people who are living with chronic diseases and they face stigma or or don't know who with whom they can really confide and don't realize that there is a community out there and another thing about this platform is to to uplift our own voices but in telling our stories we're telling the stories of of, of many other people who maybe do not yet know how to reckon with or to vocalize what they're going through and so I think we're in many ways we are a mirror of of what's really going on today because uh, we, we see more and more people all over the world who are facing these challenges I love everything you say <laughs> that's a good point Michaela yeah but I do yeah. love hearing from each of you and um, I think each of your perspectives are so unique and what you uniquely do in each of your roles and your lives is you think about this, you do speak up about it, you identify with it, which is something that I think as a step alone is very, very challenging. Um, I'm the only one on this podcast who who comes at it really from uh, that of the, the role of the child. So I grew up admiring a man who's faced huge struggles and I... Chantal, thank you for the shout-out. There was a moment where I was like, ooh, Dad's going to have to hear this. Um, and and that's a different perspective, but I think it's made me hyper-aware um, of, uh, of my health. And, I mean, particularly, I guess, the origin story, knowing that my father got both of his diagnoses after I was born, um, and yet I was uh, spared from... from from facing these things, and particularly being born um, HIV negative, despite my father not knowing his his uh, his results before meeting my mother, and this is something that I reckon with and that I'm working towards uh, understanding better in my own role, um, an advocate, having witnessed up close and personal the stigma and the difficulty that my father's faced. But I think what I said in May, which is uh, very much true, is that. Originally, because of the way that the world has kind of um, called attention to HIV, I thought this was the big bomb that fell on our family. But I learned over time that it was, in fact, his mental health that was the real challenge and that would pose the greatest difficulty for all of us, uh, particularly for him. And that's what opened the world up to me for, in terms of looking at mental health and chronic diseases because... Uh, well, and, and in many regards, uh, now, of course, HIV is a, is a chronic disease, which is a great change that we've witnessed in the last uh, three decades. But um, this, this understanding as an adult, and in terms of also how the public speaks about health and different diseases, and then actually looking at it from a different perspective and seeing that the real challenges we face are not they're not necessarily the ones that are most portrayed in the media or, um, I mean, I don't, I, there's still countless books coming out or TV shows on Netflix coming out that feature HIV AIDS as this like life altering experience, which of course it is. And I would never downplay that, but there are far fewer, 
uh, media, though it's coming up, that focuses on mental health, that focuses on being diagnosed with cancer um, and what it is to, to, to survive, what it is to, to live with metastatic disease, what it is to live with a chronic illness that will require constant um, measuring and checking uh, and, and, and does become a part of your identity. So this is the real fascination for me amongst each of you, and I, I'm, I'm very appreciative and grateful to each of you for being so open about your experiences. That's, yeah, thank you, Michaela. That's actually, that's really amazing. And I completely agree with you. I think, I think, it, I think there's, so much, um, there's so much information and access to information now um, that I think people get completely overwhelmed with um, knowing so much. <laughs> Um, that they that you get fatigue of knowing so much of so many things around the world. Um, so I think where we are at the moment for me, it's it's good that we can we can focus on ourselves um, and focus on communities that relates to the needs that we immediately need, as opposed to it. I mean, it's. It's really good to be aware and to advocate for people's rights halfway around the world and to be involved in that process. But it's equally as important to to make sure that you are sustainable in yourself and in, your, in the supportive structures you have around you um, enable, to enable you to be able to advocate for people around the world. So I find that, you know, having these, like, just in the ethos of a support group, irrespective of whether it's in person or online, um, that is the ethos of a support group, is to look after yourself so that you can look after others, right? Um, and that's kind of what I feel what we are trying to do. And I think we should at least um, embody that and, um, yeah, so could not hit closer to home. I think for me, I, this is a really unfamiliar territory for me. I don't often lead with my own experience or my own story. Kind of everything that I do being based in the U.S. and um, having access to health insurance and, and access to, to really incredible medical care when you can get through the the challenges around navigating that, there's this kind of lens of privilege that I'm aware of. of I was able to get get access to, to cancer treatment. I was able to, to figure out things, and I'm, I have a good job. Um, and most of what I do in my day-to-day job with, with PIH is, is telling other people's stories. And, and I take so much pride in the work that Grace and so many of our colleagues do in, in really um, elevating the voices of, of people, particularly in, in areas of, of rural poverty and um, making sure that that those voices shine. And um, I think getting to know all of you guys and, and having the courage to talk about my own challenges and connecting across the different parts of the world and, and knowing that a venue like this where we all share share across those geographic lines and um, can also be a connection to 
the people we work with and the communities that we work with and, and to try to kind of consolidate that and, and really support our own growth and trajectory and um, kind of save ourselves from some of the burnout that Michaela was talking about as we kind of work work really really hard in our in our work lives um, by by kind of doing something for ourselves as well and and I kind of struggle with that balance a lot and mm-hmm. um, and I'm really really excited about the ways that this will these kinds of conversations crosses so many of those lines and um, and really hopefully moves moves the conversation forward. On my end, like I would like to say how I ended up on Geneva Table, even getting into advocacy and, and global health, was when I fell ill, when I became sick with chronic kidney disease, I was working full time as an industrial engineer and just how suddenly chronic kidney disease came and my life had to change. I think I, I'd like to voice that that voice here on this platform for people who are working full time and living their life and something, a chronic illness comes and it, it changes their, tra- tra- like their path and what they're doing because chronic illness is such a difficult thing to deal with personally and a lot of people take it differently but for me going on dialysis for a year and a half and then getting a transplant a year later was some of the that was some of the time that I had to really think about where I want to go and what I want to do and when I came back because I was in the US and I came back to Kenya it was a time of reflection and also observing the community, you know, observing the people around me in dialysis who they, a lot of them lost hope or losing hope and it felt so real to me because some, most of them are my friends and just seeing people losing hope was such a hard thing for me and I decided that I wanted to do something in this space so I'm not necessarily trained or even I have no background in global health, but it touched me so deeply. And then when my sister, of course, donated one of her kidneys to me, it became so real that, okay, when you give, or when someone stops their life to give for you to live, it it became such a profound life changer, quite honestly. And that's how I started this whole journey of global health and really pushing for better systems because of course as you know here in Africa we have limited resources and a lot of people who need help so I, it's about making the right decisions or getting the decision makers and the policy makers to use the resources we have efficiently so that we can save as many people as possible or even prevent as many people as possible from getting the chronic illnesses that are preventable. So when I, I got to the table in Geneva, it made me realize that you don't have to be someone who's educated in, in this space to make a change. It, all it takes is, is that dedication and that drive and the right connections to the right people who are in this space so that you can make your voice be heard and actually create the change that you're wishing for as you're seeking that treatment. Because 
being on the patient side or the treatment side, I saw things that I wanted to improve. And so a patient advocate is like one of the best positions to have because you've gone through the health system and you know what you didn't quite what didn't quite meet your expectations and you know that you're the most practical person to advise a policymaker or even doctors on how it felt when you're when you're having your treatment done. Yeah, so that that really inspired me to to do what I do and when I got onto that platform or when I came to Geneva the the conversations were just the right conversations where I could bring my, my thoughts and things I've gone through, lived experience as we call it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this will yeah, bring the change that we want, you know, bring bring healthcare systems or strengthen them to a point where the the right people get the right resources so that, you know, we have a healthy and a wealthy nation. You didn't have the academic or theoretical experience, but you were thrust into the lived experience, the practical experience. And that actually makes you just as much, if not more, of an expert than many who are speaking on these subjects. Um, and, and I think that that's the real gift uh, to be a participant here and, and, and um, one of the real inspirations for coming together for this, for this podcast. It's incredibly important to, to talk about the extent of what we are dealing with here, and we are, it's still falling under the NCD umbrella. Um, but it is absolutely necessary for us to also engage that human element. So not to always be the advocate, but to also be the person just living with something or the person just experiencing something. Um, So just not always to put on the advocate hat because that didn't go into such like powerful advocacy. Um, But also remember that we are also just people trying to explain to other people what it means to to be this or be a part of this or live next to somebody like this. Um, cause I think that's, that, that's what people will really, um, associate with and they'll relate to that a lot. Um, because those are the kind of like personal anecdotes and personal stories that people will really associate with. It's on these lived experiences that we are going to, to continue to meet and discuss. Uh, and that's what brought us to, to Chronicles and what we hope will bring us back and bring others back to the podcast. Yeah, um, I was also thinking as we were speaking, this is not mental health or uh, related to illness. Um, it's that now that we have a podcast as a group, we're going to have like um, inside jokes. <laughs> and my favorite one <laughs> so far is the rubber duck moment. Because I'm going to do a lot of that. I'm going to Hong Kong because I'm literally like lost when we talk about global health. I was a radio DJ. I don't know health. So, yeah. Chantel, I'm going to honk at you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. it. We should actually get a honker. We should yeah. get a honker. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay, I'll be. I'll get on to the honker vibe. <laughs> oh my goodness! If we take the content as is, I think it's going to be a really potentially charming 
um, look into five super passionate and committed people who are not podcasters who are really trying to make it work. <laughs> I think that's like, like, not, like non-tech savvy yeah. house promoters. You have to start somewhere. From though. different right. areas. Exactly. So this is just the beginning. Yeah, There's so much to build off of. And yes. I think getting into some of the more personal stories, funny, absurd, Absolutely. Okay, so let's say goodbye then. I'm gonna. I. I. You might have seen the message. I'm officially gonna get up and put pants on because my day has to begin. Um, you do you. You do you. It's happening. It's gonna. I'm gonna go back to work. So yes. I wonder where I am. <laughs> that is courage. She knows why. She just. <laughs> I just want to be not wearing pants. Oh, we can swap. We can uh, swap. We can totally swap, but it's not today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really loving that. On our next <laughs> call, <laughs> the pants gonna be swap. Okay. Just not today. When we, if we do this on the weekend, it's going to be like a Saturday morning for me, so there will be... Yes, so you're just going to have a no pants party. I'm gonna be with you. I'm nice. I'm I'm all for renaming this podcast No Pants Chronicles. When you just can't get out of bed. Uh, yeah. Stop. Real yes, story. Yes, that is perfect. That yeah. is perfect. That's yeah, a pillow when you just can't get out of bed. That is amazing. Okay, guys, I really I love you. I'm gonna go. I'll chat you later. Peace out. Yeah. Have fun. Get out of bed, get into bed, wherever you are, do what you need to do. I'll chat to you soon. Okay. See you. <laughs> Bye. Cheers, cheers. Bye. See you guys. <laughs>